so thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus, Jesus. You are so good to us, and we just so appreciate you preparing us for your return. We thank you and praise you for that. We thank you that you are so concerned that we're not ready, that you're taking this time. Even though all the suffering is going on in the world and you need to come, you're still concerned with those who will perish needlessly. Just because of a lack of understanding, we love you and praise you. Give you all the glory for the revelation knowledge you're giving us here today. In Jesus' name, in your name we pray, amen. He is so good and he wants us to know. He wants us to know we're not ready. And in this mission he's given me to tell people we're not ready, I find people are so prideful. They think they're ready. They think in just in a whim that they're going to be ready. And we're getting married to Jesus. What bride doesn't get ready for her wedding? It's really, really just common sense when you think about it. If you really believe, and this is where Jesus wants to bring us to, if you really believe he's going to come, you're going to get ready. So the title of my message today is Don't Be Late. The ten virgins, Matthew 25, the kingdom of heaven is likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five were foolish. They didn't have any forethought. It's the Amplified Classic Bible. And it says that um, then the five wise were sensible, intelligent, and prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take any extra oil with them. Now, this is a parable. But what God is saying is that five of the virgins were ready for his return, and five weren't. Five were foolish. He compared me to the five foolish a few years back. And since then, I have been working to get my act together so that when I'm ready for Jesus, so I will be ready for Jesus. And so anyway, the, the wise virgins were the ones who were watching for him. And, um, well, just let me finish, I guess. But the wise took their flax along with their lambs while the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming. And they all began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. And at midnight, there was a shout, behold, the bridegroom, go meet him. And then those virgins got up and put their lamps in order. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Well, they can't do that. They can't do that. Give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. And the wise replied, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to the dealers and buy it yourself, yourselves. And while they were gone, the bridegroom came. And those who were prepared went with him to the marriage feast. And the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. But he replied, so I'm going to declare to you, I don't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. Watch therefore, Jesus said, a strict attention, be cautious and active, for you know neither the day or the hour when the Son of Man will come. And so what he's saying to us is we're going to be late. If we're not ready, we're going to be late. He warned me. He said, you're not doing what I said to do, and you're going to be late, right? Because he said on that day when we stand before him, that he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, Matthew 21 through 23 you who practice lawlessness. And so five of these virgins were getting ready and five were not. And the ones that weren't getting ready, and that was the case for me when he corrected me, I wasn't getting ready. 
when we're not getting ready, we're just wandering around aimlessly, not even knowing what we should be doing and not having revelation knowledge. Um, and, but if we're, if we're getting ready, if we're watching for him, if we're expecting him, and it doesn't matter if it's, if it's now or if it's later, we always got to be ready because if he comes now and you're not ready, you're going to wish he wouldn't have come. Because you're going to go to hell, and that's just the way it is. And I know we don't like to hear that kind of stuff, but that is true. If we're not ready, we're going to go to hell. And that's what he said. He closed the door on them. It was too late. And Jesus doesn't want it to be too late for you. And so he's warning us. That day he was warning me. And, you know, actually, I was walking and I was asking him for wisdom. Because it seemed like nothing was happening in my life anymore. Um, I got off the path and I didn't know it and he corrected me. And one of the things that I believe he wants me to talk about today is when I was walking and asking him, I heard him audibly from my right side. And I got to tell you, I think I said this yesterday, when I hear him audibly, he's frustrated. I can tell he's frustrated. He's stern. And so when I heard him, what he said was, if you really want to know, meet me here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. at this bench. And I was kind of freaked out because he was never stern with me like that before. And I thought, if you really want to know. And so the next morning, 6 o'clock, um, well, I was supposed to be there at 6. The alarm clock met my eyes at 5 o'clock. I didn't have it set, actually, just the clock, I should say. At 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, I was awake. But guess what? I was late. I was late. And when I got there, he, I was, like, frantically running up and down the boardwalk um, looking for that bench. I couldn't remember which bench. And then finally I heard him. And he said, I knew you'd be here, but I knew you'd be late. And then he instructed me to go get my walking shoes on and then we would walk. And that's when he compared me to the five foolish virgins. And he said, you can't write a couple books at the last minute. Now there is more to our instruction. There is more to being ready than our call. But that's what he was talking to me about. And he also is talking, he was talking to me about my love walk. We have to love. And um, there's so many aspects of love. but. The word says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And that is a very most important commandment. And so when you love him, you care about what he cares about. And if you care about what he cares about, you care about others. And if you care about others, then you're going to do that work that he gave you to do. I am to write books. I am to give the wisdom, the revelation knowledge he gave me. So <clears throat> do you really want to know? And I was talking to him about that this morning. I've been meditating on that for, for the whole time that I've known for a couple of years. And um, he, he brought me to the scripture in the Bible that says that um, um, to whom much is given, much is required. And so he said he's given me much revelation and it's required of me to give it. And, you know, when your blessings stop, you can, you can be on the other side of that. That's what he was showing me. I said, okay, so then if you don't know, if you really don't want to know, isn't that a better place to be? Because if you know what to do and you don't do it, you're in trouble. And he said, no, because then you live in lack. 
lack of everything, revelation knowledge, your relationship with him, then it doesn't even pay to be a Christian because you won't have all those blessings. And so he wanted me to share that with you today. So, you know, um, he's saying that we are late. He has postponed his coming. He tells us that in Peter, because it's not his will that one should perish. And so he's telling us ahead of time, get ready. You guys are late. I'm coming and you're not getting ready. And yeah, he said he's frustrated. That was the word he gave me. He said, obey me. I'm frustrated. And um, I shared that with you yesterday. I had an audible word. He said, the time of Jesus has come. And that meant it's a time of testing. Are you going to obey him or are you not? And then he said, it's a great hour of testing. I'm frustrated obeying me. He's frustrated because we're not obeying him. We tie his hands and we don't obey him because then he can't do stuff for us. We're not living in the blessing. You know, he said that. He said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, ask what you will. If you're representing me and um, you're, you're living within um, my kingdom principles, then ask what you will. But if you're not, then we look like a foolish Christian, a foolish virgin running around in circles, just like the world, trying to figure out what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. Living to, um, like they do, working to make a living, just providing for ourselves, loving ourselves with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. And we don't look any different than they do. And he calls that foolish. Because when you do his work, when you do his principles, Given will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Your gift will make room for you. And you can just have all these blessings happening in your life. And plus, then when he gets here, you're going to be ready. You're going to be wise. Now, how do we get wise? I found this out because I asked him, James 1, 5 says, when you're going through all this stuff, when you're struggling and you don't know what's going on, you can ask for wisdom. So James says, to count it all joy when you have all this stuff come against you, because when you're walking that narrow path, the enemy's going to be against you. And you're going to come up against things that you have to resist and you have to be an overcomer. But count it all joy, because when you get to that place, you're not going to lack anything. And then it says when you're going through stuff, when you need wisdom to ask, and that's what was happening with me. And so I asked, I said, God, what is going on here? And he said, if you really want to know, because once I know, then I really actually says too that I'm serious about living with him in his kingdom. And I am and I have been. And so it's not the place that I thought I was going to be. You know, I wasn't thinking that I was that off track. And that's why you got to ask him. So, you know, you got to ask him. So, you know where you're at. And that's the message he's been telling me to tell people. Get on your knees and find out. Go for a walk and say, Lord, what's going on in my life? It's a sure indication if you don't hear God or things aren't happening that he promises in the Bible in your life that you're already on your way to eternal damnation. And that's what was happening to me. And I didn't know it. And you want to know that. And that's the other um, thing is when you don't know, then you're going to be like Jesus said. He said in the day of Noah, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't understand what was happening. And they ended up drowning in the flood. And so there is advantage to want to know. There is an advantage to want to know. And so he said, if you really want to know, if you really care, Israel, what he was saying is, meet me here tomorrow morning and I'll tell you. 
Correction is awesome. It's what you need. I crave correction because you don't want to live in a crisis. I, I learned that when I was in my first crisis, when I believed him and I was following after him, I couldn't figure out why that happened. And he said, it was because of your disobedience. And at that time, I said, well, I want to know things to come because he promises that. I don't want to be surprised. I don't want to be in a crisis and it be too late. And hell is a crisis and it will be too late. Now is the time to do something about it. That's what Jesus wants me to tell you today. And um, I also, um, I, I still have had warnings after that. I mean, that was probably about 10 years ago, that warning. And then um, recently, I told you the word that he gave me, that he was frustrated. And um, it's not that I don't want to do what he's calling me to do. It's that struggle that we have if we don't spend enough time searching, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And Jesus said that the enemy is going to come in and try to trip you up. Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word, he's going to cause all these distractions. And he was causing distractions in my life, which slowed everything down. But I kept saying, correct me, help me, make sure I get to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. And so he did that. He made sure by correcting me, and he keeps correcting me. And so you want to be corrected. He corrects those that he loves. And so anyway, I had that word that I shared with you. And then shortly after that, I had a dream. And um, I was getting ready for my wedding. And I was getting married to Jesus. And I just couldn't seem to get it together. I was late. You could hear the music. Everybody was getting ready. And um, I wasn't ready. And it's so reflected in my life. Like you said, you're late for everything. And I've always been late for everything. And so when I woke up, well, at the end of the dream, um, towards the end of the dream, I didn't finish it. Um, someone told me the vocalist had to take a break. She was tired. And I thought, well, I'm taking that long that, you know, she, she had to go take a break. So by the time I thought I was ready, um, I looked out and there was hardly no one there. Jesus was gone. I missed him. And I woke up and I felt terrible. And um, I didn't get the revelation right away. It took a little bit. And then Jesus started showing me that it wasn't that I physically wasn't ready, but I wasn't ready spiritually. And that's what he's saying. We're late in getting revelation knowledge. So what he was saying is, I didn't have my attire on that I needed, you know, to stand before him. He doesn't look at your outside. He's talking about your inside. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Doing all he tells you to do is the thing that he's trying to tell you that when you stand before him, he can say, well done, that good and faithful servant. You don't want him to say away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. You don't want him to shut the door on you and say it's too late, right? He shut the door and he said, I don't know you. You know, you think about that. Why did he say that? Because he doesn't know you if you don't go through stuff with him, if you don't get corrected, if you don't take his counsel, you know, like the, the things that him and I are doing, he's helping me to get ready. And he's also showing me what he's going through. 
as he waits for us to get ready and how frustrated he is that we're not doing anything, that we're not getting ready. We, we say we love Jesus, but then why don't we have action to what we say? So that's all I have for you today. If you never asked Jesus to be your Lord, Revelation 3.20 says, He's already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you take heed to his voice, he's going to come in. See, that's the thing. If you're not obeying him, you're done before you started. You can't just say that prayer, ask him to come live on the inside of you, and not heed his voice. You got to let him help you get ready for that wedding day. And you have to be without spot or wrinkle. And don't let that scare you. He's just going to make you like him so you can live in heaven with him. We can't live in heaven the way we are here. We can't. We got to get rid of all that stuff that we have clinging to us from the world. And that's why we get born again. And, and he comes and lives on the inside of us and leads us in righteousness so that we can live with him. Right? We have to agree with him to live with him. He said that to me one day. He said, people think that they want to come and live with me someday. But right here and right now, they don't have time for me. What does that mean? You don't even love him. You don't know him, he said, or even agree with him. You know, some people say they love God and they go, well, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's what he means. He understands I can't do that. We don't even know him. And you think you're going to move into somebody you don't even know. And that is really ridiculous. It really is. And that's what he was pointing out and also how he felt about it. How would you like to be taken advantage of? And that's what we do with God. We just ask him for stuff, but then we really have no consideration for his feelings. And he's a real person with real feelings. So anyway, if you want to live with him, if you want to start living your life for him now, if you want to have him start getting you cleaned up for heaven so that you can be that perfect bride, a bride without spot or wrinkle that he's coming for, the word of God says that, then I want to pray with you. And I want to just say, too, that it feels good to get cleaned up. How does it feel to take a shower? It feels really good. The Word of God cleanses you. Doing the right thing makes you feel good. It gives you energy. It, it, it's just heartwarming to do good to others, to love, and, and to take that gift you have and give it away and stop living for yourself, running around circles, trying to figure out what you're going to Eat what you're going to drink and what you're going to wear instead figure out what you can do for someone else. So let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to come and live on the inside of us. And we're inviting you to do just that. And then teach us your way. Help us to be like you. Prepare us for that day that we stand before you. Help us to make it. Thank you that you're waiting. We love you and praise you. And give you all the glory in your name. So how exciting is that to ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you? It's very exciting. And he's going to do that. And if you just said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. And you want to read the word. He is this word, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word is God. He is his word. And so when you look at the word, you're getting to know him. Get on your knees and worship him. Talk to him. My sheep know my voice. And he's going to start teaching you his voice. And everything he says is going to match the word of God. So you're going to make it so much easier on yourself if you know the word of God. Because the enemy is going to come and 
get all dressed up and try to look like God and try to fool you. And so you need Jesus to help you. And he said the Holy Spirit would come, and that's what we just prayed, and he would live on the inside of you. He'd be your counselor, your standby. He would tell you things to come. So you just got to start talking to him and get to know him. Do that and hurry up before it's too late because the hour of Jesus has come. That means there's not much more time left. He told me that day on the boardwalk um, that he warned me that I wasn't ready, that he was coming around that same time sooner than I thought. I had thought I had all this time to do my assignments, and he said, no, you don't. And you can't do your assignments at the last minute, and that's part of being ready. A lot of people think all they can do is just get a job and exist, and that's not true. Jesus said, if you believe in me, you're going to do the greater works. You're going to do the things I was doing. You're going to live the importance of life, which is loving others. And so it's not working to make a living. It's living in his kingdom. And when you give, when you live his way, then things will be added to you. So good. He's got such a good plan. He's got it all figured out. But we're so prideful. We think we got it figured out and... And yeah, and so just remember that you're going to have to find a place to live and you got to choose if you're going to live his way when he gets here, then you get to live with him. But if you're going to live your way, then you get to live in hell with the enemy. That's true stuff. Check out the word. So I hope that I ministered to you today. I hope that you learned something. And um, I just want to say God bless you. And thank you so much for listening.